Hello, welcome to episode 11. Um, This is a really exciting episode for me, but before I get going, I do just want to say that in this episode, I'm going to talk about why I've had a a, a very extended break from this podcast, uh, especially in such an early days uh, of it coming into existence. It has been a long time of not making them, um, and I'm going to explain why uh, there was a break, and I want to reaffirm as well, I am very committed to this, and I know I'm very committed to this podcast so um yeah we're going to talk about that but today's podcast is about seeking discomfort and the phrase seeking discomfort is is actually probably the most if I, I as much as I don't consider myself a philosopher if there is a life philosophy that I hold I'd say seeking discomfort is at the heart <laughs> of everything I do or everything I want to do of the way I like to think I live my life it's really fundamental um and it's something that I'm really excited to share about today actually so yeah. Um, first, I think I need to define seeking discomfort. I think that's really important. So seeking discomfort, what does it mean? Does it mean, you know, fighting a, a bear? Do you know what I mean? Because that would be uncomfortable. Or does it mean, you know, hitting your head on a wall for no reason? Because that would be uncomfortable. No, those are not the things that I'm talking about, uh, obviously. Um, what I'm talking about is it's a feeling of fear, but more specifically, feeling fear when you want to do something. You know, it's kind of that thing that procrastinators talk about a lot, including myself in the past and sometimes today. You know, where why do people procrastinate? It's because they have this feeling of fear or this feeling of failure that they, they don't want to feel. They don't want to fail. So they start doing other things because they want to be um, productive, but they're scared to do the thing that they really want to be productive towards. So they are productive to other things instead, like cleaning their room or something like that. Um, and actually, you know, this fear, uh, I feel like touches all parts of our lives. You know, we all want to feel comfortable. I think naturally, instinctively, we want to find comfort, you know, um, in our jobs, in our, in our lives. We want to just have it as easy as possible. But I think the problem is, is when you start to make your life too easy, it actually becomes very ungratifying. You don't really get anything from it, I feel like, or at least you don't get anywhere near as much. I mean, the periods of my life where I felt the happiest and the periods of my life for sure where I've had the most growth as a human being has come at times where I've been like aggressively seeking discomfort, attacking the moments of fear in my life and going, right, I feel this fear, this thing I really want, but I'm scared to do it. And I, everything's telling me not to do it. That's, I'm going to do it anyway, you know. Um, and it's something I felt for a long time, but it was only about three or four years ago, I'd say, that I actually heard the phrase seek discomfort. So I'd had this philosophy, this idea of how to live my life for a long time, of going after the things that make you uncomfortable. But seeking discomfort, as soon as I heard it, I thought, that is exactly what I believe in. Going after things that make me scared, but I want to do them. Um, And, you know, when I think about my younger years, I was so comfortable. I mean, I'm talking like 18, 19. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I'm still young, of course, but when I was 18, 19, 20, you know, I used to sit at home at university when everyone's going out partying, having fun. I was sitting at home, not going out. I was overweight. I mean, I had, I had a girlfriend who, as much as she was very nice and a good person, we were not right together. And I was just too comfortable to admit to myself, for example, that that should end. Um, I wasn't confident. I just was playing games and, you know, living my life safe and comfortably not taking any risks, not saying, being honest with myself and saying, this is what I want and I'm going to take the uncomfortable path to get there. 
And it was only when I was about, let's say, 22 that I really started to comprehend like, oh, you know, if I want to like, live a fulfilling life, I have to start seeking these discomforts. And they didn't come all at once, but bit by bit, you know, my life started to feel more improved. I started to become more confident. I started to have the personality I have today. And as I started to seek these discomforts, I also found myself having a better idea of who I am like on a moral level, on like a, how I want to live my life. You know, I started to challenge myself. And through these challenges, I started to make mistakes, but then reflect on them and improve, you know, in everything. And I'm going to talk about all these things today um, about myself and also things that I still want to seek discomfort more in the future because I'm not a complete article. And I don't think we ever will, any of us, stop seeking discomfort. Or at least we never should stop seeking discomfort because there's always going to be something that we want, but maybe it gives us a bit of fear. It makes us nervous to go and do it in case we fail. Um, And I also want to say why I think everybody should have this philosophy. You know, for me, I'm going to talk about the examples of how I seek discomfort and how I want to continue to do it. But even if, for example, you don't like traveling or you don't want to live abroad, it doesn't mean that you can't seek discomfort. There are always things that you want that you're scared to do. Um, And I'm, I'm really, you know, I think everybody should have this philosophy. And I think it's important to have it at the heart of yourself because you might naturally be somebody who does push themselves but I, th- I still think if you consciously thinking about seeking discomfort, you will do it more and therefore your life will improve more and you will improve as a person more. Um, so yeah. And I also just want to say very quickly, seeking discomfort as a phrase, I heard first from a YouTube channel called Yes Theory. I'm going to share it in the description of this podcast. Um, but basically they're an amazing YouTube channel. They're a huge YouTube channel. They've got millions of followers and... Um, yeah, their whole thing is about doing things that make you uncomfortable, challenging yourself, saying yes to things, even when you're nervous about doing it, because do it, saying yes to things and going after things and doing things is what's going to make your life better and it's what's going to help you grow. So yeah, definitely go and watch them. Um, not that they need me to go and advertise them. Uh, I'd much prefer it was the other way around, but, <laughs> but realistically, yeah, <laughs> you should still go and watch them. Yeah. So anyway, let's get into it. Next, I want to think about how seeking discomfort improves my life today and how it's improved my life to this day as well actually so to start with the past I mean there's so many examples of how seek discomfort has improved my life um seeking discomfort as a philosophy I mean (laughs) um so you know I mean first when I was young I was not a sociable guy I wasn't confident I found you know and I'm talking like as a child I found it really difficult to make friends I found it very difficult to fit in I always felt like I didn't fit in um and I remember making it kind of like a goal to become almost like a life's mission actually to make friends to become more sociable to become more confident and making friends became something that now I'm actually good at which is funny to think about because it used to be so uncomfortable for me to make friends and now it's something that is comfortable and it makes my life a million times better that I'm able to make friends and when you think about that you know like how you know something that now for me is easy and is great and something I love doing was once really difficult it was that me deciding to pursue that uncomfortable process of making friends of learning how to make friends learning how to socialize and you know it's just a classic example of you know going from being somebody who couldn't make friends to making friends oh my life's way better it was a difficult road it was uncomfortable but it had to happen and it was a great feeling And that's an obvious one. But another example of how seeking discomfort improved my life, I used to be really nervous about going places on my own. 
You know, this is when I was like 17, 18, 19, even 20. You know, I didn't like going places on my own. And I'm not even talking about, you know, places like a restaurant. I mean, like, just going to McDonald's on my own, places like that, which is crazy to think about now. But at the time, it, it did feel uncomfortable. And now I'm the complete opposite. You know, again, because I started to go to places like the cinema on my own, restaurants on my own, cafes on my own, everywhere I wanted on my own. Whenever I want to go somewhere, I no longer think, oh, I need to find a friend who'll do it with me or I won't go. I just go because I've realized that if you just wait around for everyone else to go with you or to almost like in that sense, give you permission to go when you let that be your thought process. I mean, you're never going to do the things you want to do or it's going to take way too long. You know, you've just got to do it. And again, it was really uncomfortable at the beginning, you know, to start going places on my own. I thought, are people judging me? I felt very self-conscious. But then over time, I just started to not feel self-conscious and I just don't care. Like if I want to go there, I'm just going to go there and enjoy it and leave. And that's going to be it. It doesn't even cross my mind what other people think about the fact that I'm on there on my own. It doesn't It doesn't bother me at all. And again, it's improved my life massively because, you know, I went traveling on my own last year for over a month. Um, you know, I live on my own in a foreign country. I, I go to most places I go in foreign countries. I go on my own now. I mean, that is a life, a, a core tenant is the fact that I have to be able to do it on my own. Like that makes me get so much more done, see so many more places. And don't wrong, I like going places with people. I'm not saying I prefer going on my own, but it's by no means something that holds me back. And making that discomfort a comfort has improved my life massively. But you have to seek the discomfort in the first place to get there. And yeah, so that was huge. Um, And then the obvious one, living abroad. Um, You know, that was obviously a very uncomfortable thing. Uh, I was really nervous about moving to Korea when I first went there. And, you know, there was this huge worry of failure. There was this huge fear of, of not succeeding. But the truth is, it did succeed. So that seeking the discomfort was definitely worth it. But let's say it failed. Let's play the alternative. Let's say I went there and it didn't work out and uh, I went home early even. I would have still made the right decision going. It still would have been the right decision to seek that discomfort because now I know that I don't want to do that. I don't think there's any world where you regret doing it. This is the thing about seeking discomfort. It's there's such so going to be so rare where you're going to seek a discomfort, go after something that makes you scared and you might fail. There's so it's so rare that you're ever going to regret that. You know, you it's it's 99.999% of the time you're going to be glad you did it even if you fail because you have to go for what you want in life even if it makes you uncomfortable and that's what this is all about. And living abroad for me was something I had to do. It was like it was this itch I had. I had to do it, and it still is now to this day something I love doing. And every time I move country, bear in mind, even though now I'm much more comfortable at the idea of living abroad and moving to new countries, when I go to a new place again, I'm going to be uncomfortable again. It makes me nervous. I have that fear, but I know that I'm never going to regret making that decision, and it's going to make my life better no matter what, even if it fails, because I have to go for what I want in life. It just has to be that way. So living abroad is that classic example. But also, when I moved to Korea, uh, teaching, you know, I'd never taught before. I was really nervous about that. In some ways, I was more nervous about teaching than I was about living abroad. Because I know that teaching is something that, you know, people do degrees in. I don't have a degree in teaching. It made me feel very self-aware and conscious about the fact that, you know, realistically, I had a lot to learn. I still do have a lot to learn as a teacher, even after teaching for three and a half years. 
Um, and that, and you know, actually, again, like similar to living abroad, it's a continuous seeking discomfort. As a teacher now, I could just glide if I wanted to. And no one in the ESL world of teaching English as a foreign language or as a second language is going to ever say anything to me because I know I'm good enough to get a job. But I still continue to seek discomfort in teaching because I want to keep getting better. I want to keep on improving myself and then helping my students improve as well as a result. And that's a lifestyle choice to keep going. If I didn't seek that discomfort, nothing would happen. But I want to keep getting better. And that's, again, a core philosophy that I have in the past and I still have today. And with living abroad and teaching. Um, and today, you know, making this podcast, you know, obviously I've had a bit of time off. But um, this is something that I was really nervous about getting going. And it's something I wanted to do for two years, I'd say. Maybe even longer. And again, it was that fear of holding me back, that fear of being judged or whatever. And like, realistically, you just have to do it. You just have to go after the things you want. Seek that discomfort, you know, and I keep, I mean, seek discomfort is being said a lot. And it's because everything that I want to do, really deep down, there's a discomfort to it. Um, If it was easy, I'd have done it already. You know, that's it. So, you know, seeking discomfort was a huge thing for me about this podcast because it was really difficult for me to get going. I was worried about being bad or whatever. And now it's great. So, I mean, we can see after everything I'm saying here, how many things of the best things in my life, I'd say, come down to <laughs> the fact that I seeked the discomfort. I, I went after it. I sought it. I sought the discomfort. You know, if I didn't do it, if I just stayed comfortable, none of these things would have happened. I probably would have had like some normal job in the UK I'd have probably been in a relationship I'm not happy with. Um, I would have, you know, I could go on and on and on. You know, I wouldn't have a podcast. I, my life would be totally different and worse. My life, I love my life. And that is because I've made myself uncomfortable. I've pushed myself. And as a result, I feel great. Um, so, yeah, give me a pat on the back. If you've got some, if you are not clapping right now at how great I am, then um, that is disappointing. And uh, you should be disappointed in yourself. Um, but anyway, I want to talk about now actually as well, some ways that I can improve, uh, because in seeking discomfort, because, you know, I, as I said before, at the beginning, there are still ways I want to improve. And actually this is where we get to the health part of, uh, well, the reason why I actually, um, wasn't making podcasts for a while. So let's get into that. When thinking about the one, the one way I really want to talk about how I could still seek discomfort and it actually works quite well because this is the reason why I wasn't making the podcast for a while. And it was because I had health problems. And I'm not going to go into too much about what those health problems were. I'll save you the details. But I was very worried. And I was worried it was going to be something serious. And the problems persisted um, for a very long time. And I still have some of the problems. But at least now I know what they probably are and what they definitely are not. Um, But that the, the worry I had about those health problems just bled into a lot of things in my life. I started to so what I mean is I started to um, only really focus on work and then a lot of the other things in life that I was doing before I kind of let fade away because I was just so worried about the health problem. I would just go to work, go home and worry about it, essentially. Um, rather, this is the key, than going to the doctor. Now, you might be thinking, um, we'll just go to the doctor, go to the hospital. I hate going to the hospital. I my I just get so nervous and you know again that's a bit maybe I'll talk about that sometime but that's not really for this podcast but the the point is is yes I do not like going to the hospital 
I do not like going to the doctor. So I put it off for quite a while, um, a few weeks, to just, you know, hopefully just the problem would go away. And it didn't. So then after about three weeks or two two weeks, actually, I went to the hospital and it was just a disaster because of language barriers. I mean, another few weeks went by. I think I'm on five or six weeks at this point. Finally, I went to another hospital, a different one that time. I saw an English-speaking doctor and we were able to get to the point of what exactly was going on. But when you think about it, I mean, that's six weeks of me, even though I did go to hospital, I knew deep down that what happened at the hospital was not what I needed. And therefore, I hadn't dealt with the problem. But I, I gave myself an excuse to say, oh, well, I've seeked that discomfort or I've, you know, I've gone to the place that I didn't want to go to and I've got some kind of resolution. When in reality, I didn't have any resolution. And I should have just gone straight to another hospital that has an English speaking doctor. But, you know, anyway, that's beside, well, it's not beside the point, actually. But going to the doctor was very nerve-wracking. But now I feel way better because I've it was really uncomfortable. I hated it. But now I'm better. I'm much happier. <laughs> and that's how I'm able to start this podcast again because I went after the discomfort of, you know, doing something that I really didn't want to do. And now I'm happy again, you know. And it is only when I went after that thing that made me uncomfortable that I was able to move on. So, yeah, I mean, it was, it's been, it was, it's been a few weeks actually that few weeks and realistically it's I don't want this podcast to become something whenever time gets life gets tough I just stop doing it but that's what happened in that instance and you know that's the reason it was health problems but like I said now I'm able to move on and move forward and that's because I seek that discomfort but I do want to get a lot better at saying to myself okay I just go to the doctor, go to the hospital much quicker in the future. That's what I've been taking away from it. Because at the end of the day, yes, I'm uncomfortable about going, but going is the best way forward. <laughs> you know, that's where you're going to get what you need. And I have to, if I want to actually be safe in life, I have to start doing that. So that's something I do need to get a lot better at. And I'm not going to pretend that I'm going to get there overnight. But next time, I do want to make sure that I seek that discomfort, go after the thing that makes me fearful but I know will make my life better or at least prevent it from potentially, you know, it could get very dangerous if I have that mentality in life forever. That would be very dangerous and would probably cause me huge problems. Now I've done some reflecting. Now it's time for you to do some reflecting. (laughs) No, um, but seriously, I do want to talk about how I think everybody should seek discomfort. Um, And, you know, this is going to be a brief point really, but if you think about yourself, Let's say you don't want to travel, okay? Or you do. If you do want to travel and you're not doing it, that means you should travel, right? But put that to one side. Um, let's say uh, you don't want to travel, but you want to go for a certain career change, or you want to move city or house, but you're comfortable there, or you want to ask someone out, but you're nervous about doing it, or you want to make more friends, you want to become more sociable, but you're nervous that people are going to be mean to you or reject you, or you, you know, it's not going to work out. Those are all things where you're you're comfortable in your current position, but you you want something to change. You want something to be added to your life, and the only way you're going to do it is by seeking discomfort, by going after the thing you want, trying your best, and putting yourself in a position where you might fail. But realistically, you're never going to regret putting yourself in that position. You have to just do it. Um, I mean, more becoming more independent. You know, if you 
if you are somebody who relies on other people too much, but you think, you know what, I want to become somebody who is able to do things on their own or, you know, just be able to think more by myself or anything like that or just live more independently in whatever way that is, you know, it can be an uncomfortable thing to stop relying on other people and doing it yourself. Um, On the other side, you could say, oh, opening up emotionally. Let's say you're somebody who's very reserved. You don't want to talk about your feelings too much. You prefer to keep your problems to yourself. But that can start to hurt other relationships. So you can start lashing out in other ways. It can lead to unhealthy behaviors. I mean, it can be very uncomfortable to open up emotionally, to start talking about your feelings more. And again, it is an uncomfort, a discomfort that you have to pursue if you want to improve your life, if you want your life to be more sustainable, whether on either end of those two examples of being independent or opening up more or relying on other people or trusting people more, you have to seek the discomfort of do it, of, of becoming those things, of becoming independent or opening up, whatever. You, know, you have to go after it. And again, it's just the reality. You know, If you just stay comfortable, if you just stay where you are, your life's going to stay the same or get worse because certain behaviors can be sustainable when you're 20 but not sustainable when you're 35. Things change. You have to keep moving forward in life and it means you have to put yourself in uncomfortable situations. I mean, people have kids. You know, I'm not somebody at the moment who wants kids but when I think, look at my friends who have kids, for example, they're putting themselves in a very uncomfortable situation but it's an amazing situation. You know, they're waking up at early hours in the morning to look after the baby that's not comfortable but out of it they get this amazing baby <laughs> you know so the the, the the being uncomfortable for something amazing so you know and I do want to kind of also say that I think everybody has problems in life you know when you see an old person who just get, wakes up every day eats the breakfast maybe goes to the shop goes home they are very comfortable but they are not satisfied in any way and they do have problems, but their problems are just rubbish. You know, their problems like the next door neighbor's too loud or um, the person in the shop was rude to me today or my coupon for a discount didn't work. You know, and they get really angry about it and then they sit on it and they simmer. Everybody has problems because we're biologically engineered to have problems. But by seeking discomfort, by trying to improve your life and improve yourself, you are creating your own problems, which means you're not going to let your head get filled in with rubbish problems and you're just going to be happier. <laughs> so again, I think that's another thing. Make yourself productive, improve yourself, give yourself problems, seek discomfort actively so then you'll be happier because the other meaningless discomforts will not eat away at you and make your life worse and make your mentality worse, which is just not what you want. I guess with all that, you know, it might, I, to finish up, I'd say, Seeking discomfort has massively improved my life and there is no end to that journey. For me personally, I will always want to continue to seek discomfort to improve myself because life's always going to change as well. So it's always going to bring new discomforts that might I've never might have previously thought about. Um, and that's something I want to keep on doing because life is something that I think will just keep on changing and you have to change with it and you have to keep growing with it. And I really believe that everybody else can benefit from this. and. It's something I want to share. At least give people a moment to think about it and think about how, you know, we can all continue to seek discomfort and we can all get better at it. As I said before, you know, there's ways in my life that I can need to, to just even begin to seek discomfort in those areas like health problems, going to the hospital, the things I'm terrible at. I'm not saying this from a position of being perfect about it because there is no such thing. And also, you know, 
that's life. You know, we all procrastinate from time to time and you don't have to beat yourself up about either. But I do believe that we all, including myself, will live a better life if we live that way. So anyway, thanks for listening. Um, I'm really excited to get started again. And, you know, I, this has been something that I should have done a while ago, but shoulda, woulda, coulda at this point. I'm just glad to get back on it. And, you know, it's going to be every week again. Um, you know, I really have got this drive, this fire to get going again now. I'm really in a good place mentally and, you know, um, I'm going to make sure that I seek discomforts to ensure that I never get myself in a position again where I have to stop making the podcasts for reasons of mental lack of clarity or whatever. Anyway, so anyway, look forward to the next one. See you next week. Thank you and goodbye.